the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Got clear skies ahead of us tonight after a mild day. 38 the low this evening. Tomorrow, good deal of sun and a high again of 63. Phillies lost to Pittsburgh this afternoon in spring training action. 4-3, the World Baseball Classic Championship is tonight. Team USA and Japan going at it at 7. Flyers are home tonight, also at 7, taking on Florida. And the Sixers lost uh, 109-105 in double overtime to Chicago last night. They play again tomorrow, but this time at Chicago at 8 o'clock. And on our Save the Children scoreboard, 72 children covered, 123 to go. So we've made some good progress, but we've been stuck a little bit the last 24 hours. If you'd like to help keep that moving forward, it's 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. Looking to rescue 195 children this month suffering from severe acute malnutrition. Children literally on the edge of starvation. The assistance we're focused on is something called Plumpy Nut. It's a special food which supplies both nutrition and vitamins and minerals. A $60 one-time gift on your part can provide enough Plumpy Nut and medication to save one child. You can do a monthly gift to help accelerate the process, whatever it is, 888-884-4836 or at WFIL.com. Quick break, and then very excited to have a special guest in studio today, our own Mary Campbell, senior media strategist. She's with the National Day of Prayer and many other hats she wears. Looking forward to hearing her wisdom and her testimony and how God's worked in and through her, both currently and uh, during the course of her lifetime. That's coming up next, Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show with a special treat today. We have a very special lady in studio, the one and only Mary Campbell joining us. Hey, Mary, how you doing? Doing great. 30 how many years? Five. 35 years. Yep. This is working on the 36th. Might as well. Yeah. Keep on going. Yeah. When you started here at the stations, it was WFIL and WZZD. No, just ZZD. Just ZZD. Uh-huh. Then FIL came in in 93, I think. Four. Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but you started, did you start in sales? Currently, you're yeah. senior media strategist? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was just, it was, we were just account executives. Okay. Yeah. But you came in in that capacity. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What brought you to the station? Do you remember in the beginning? Yes. Well, I had been working with a ministry, a prayer ministry okay. that was on the air uh, from 1 to one thirty every day. And uh, it was a call-in show that uh, people called in for prayer. 
Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew this. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the, Do you remember the name of the show? Uh, the show was... Uh, Right now. Something about no, something about <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I was trying to think of it, and anyway, I know it was Grant Blanchard that uh, did it, yeah. that headed up the show. So you were part of the show, yeah. like helping with. Yeah, it. it was like in Jesus' name was the na- was the name of the show. There we but go. Okay. People called in, and uh, I had I was I had been a volunteer with the ministry, and uh, the half hour that he was on on the radio. Then when we got off the radio, then I continued to pray for people till 3 o'clock in the afternoon that called in afterwards that was not on the air. So I had been used to – I had been doing that for like two and a half years before I was called up to Newark, New Jersey as a missionary up there. And I was up there four and a half years working. I lived in Philly and drove up to Newark, New Jersey four times a week. So one Sunday morning in the worship service in Newark, I heard a voice that said, uh, go tomorrow Monday and get your job at the radio station. And, of course, everybody was lift, had their hands lifted and uh, praising the Lord with their eyes closed and all. So I opened my eyes because I said, I recognize the voice, but it doesn't sound like anything the Lord would do because he uh, usually calls you off of a job. And he's sending me to get a job. So I looked around, and everybody was in worship but me. And this is so, at, chur- at church? At church. Okay. In the worship morning service. So that next morning, I was here. You drove you know? to the station that yep. aired the program you used to help with. Yeah. No, I came I came to the station. I was no longer working with the, right. the that radio program. But you knew of the station from that? Oh, that yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. For two and a half years, I had worked Okay. In in the station, bringing sometimes we would have a taped program, and yeah. I was the one that brought it, and I did all the advertising for. I raised money to pay for the the radio st- uh, broadcast. Wow. Yeah. So. I think it's fascinating that your that the prayer the the intro in a way to working here was through prayer because I know that's super yeah. important to you yeah. anyway. It was. But not just I was I like sales. I want to get a job somewhere. Completely different. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was in business for myself. I had been in physical therapy for 20-some years. Wow. And after an accident, when I couldn't, I went to the homes and gave my treatments. Okay. And then uh, when I realized that uh, there was a lot more money in, in the cosmetic end of it, I, I went that way. Yeah. So uh, after that, I was in network marketing. Okay. And that's what I was in when I was helping the prayer ministry and when I was in Newark. That's how I could afford to, to do that full time. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Mary Campbell, who has been with the radio stations for 35 years, going on 36 now. She's a senior media strategist as opposed to account executive. I guess the title <laughs> has to change because so many things have changed for you professionally, right? Because you have digital products you're offering yeah, and all these other things. Yes, it's wonderful. It is exciting to see our company, Salem Media Group, you know, keep up with the times. It's great. Yeah. And they uh, bring in the people that need to train us. And in the meantime, while we're learning, they are there to t- take care of all that for us so we don't have to lose any time or don't have to be behind any other company. We want to talk about a few things today. I want to continue with the sales thing for a second. National Day of Prayer, speaking of prayer, coming up Thursday, May 4th. Also, just the fact you've been around 
the station, not just here, but the Lord's blessed you with a long life and you've learned a lot. And the other day you were sharing something in our conference room. I want people to hear more about that. It just has to do with life. On the topic of sales, just for what's a day in the life of Mary Campbell for sales? And parenthetically, people are listening if they want to get in touch with you, yes. how you can help and the stations, how can they can help people. Well, yes, that's that is that is my desire, and that is um, what brings me joy is to help people uh, grow their business or their ministry, and we've had such good results with that in making sure that what we offer people after we have listened to them to see what their needs are, then we would prepare something you know that it's not just a package that we sell everybody. But it's a custom design just for their ministry. Yeah. Do you, and, do you find that people have uh, just – they've thought of the idea of advertising, but they really don't know where to start or what would make sense? And you're shepherding yeah, a, along? Yeah, a lot of them do. And uh, a lot of them, uh, it's – they really don't separate the business from the mission. Hmm. And uh, they have to – you know, we, we show them how to target something. You know, we do it in steps. Yeah. Because uh, they may have a vision of what they want to do, but it may be down the road, but they have to get do the steps to get there. Yes. And we just lead them and guide them and walk with them, pray with them, Yeah, yeah support them. That's an interesting angle you bring up there because I'm also thinking the, the idea of combining uh, you know, business with, say, you know, spirit, anything. If the person has a business that's tied to a church or a ministry specifically like that, full-time ministry in terms of officially, mm-hmm. how they may be, you know, good at that, but they don't know a lot about business or marketing or conversely, Sister Mary. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a church thing. So isn't your airtime free? You probably get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I do. How do you help people professionally understand how, how those work? You can be a person who believes in the Lord, but you also have the, the business component, how to be wise about the finances. Yeah. Well, I think if they listen to the station, they can hear some of the other uh, programs, some of the national ministries and some of the local ones who've been on for years. And they realize that it's the partners who support them, that the airtime has to be paid for. And uh, I I just tell people, I said, we are not a non-comp station. We are for profit. And I said, "If if you're thinking about those towers that you see that's sitting out on the hill the and where the, the signal. Yeah, where where the where the electric bill could be ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You can see why we need to charge. Sure. You know. And uh so they understand and we have such a big reach. A lot of times with the smaller stations, they only cover a certain area. Yeah. But since we cover twenty seven counties, you know, that's a large reach. It is and uh it they they cover they can get more for their money. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a great point. Mary Campbell's with us today. She's senior media strategist with our station here, WFIL, and our sister station, Philadelphia's AM nine ninety. The answer. Just one last thing on the sales part, at least for now. If someone is listening, I know you've worked with a lot of different, say, Christian organizations, but mm-hmm. it it could be a person who owns a flower business or a yeah. construction company. Or, I mean, anybody yeah. really. Yeah, I have people who own a concrete business. <laughs> you okay. know, they own a flower shop, they own dress shop, uh, they own uh, uh, clothes and shoes and jewelry. Yeah, and uh, beauty shops. Uh, it's uh, 
and it could be ministries uh, or parachurch ministries. Okay. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Best way to reach you is? Yeah. Best way to meet, reach me is through my cell phone. Okay. Which is 215-280-2954. Okay. One mm-hmm. more time. 215 215- Two eight zero two nine five four. Okay, so they could actually text you and yeah, say, "I'd they, love they, to get more info." They, yeah, they could text or me. Or they could send their email to you, and you could respond that way. Yep. Or okay. they could write to me here at the station. Okay, which is I forget how they do. It. Is it because there's different ones? We all have like two or three different addresses. <laughs> yeah, it's one seventeen Ridge Pike, Lafayette Hill. Pennsylvania one nine four four four. Okay. How about your email? Do you do you give yep. your email out? My email is M for Mary, and it's Campbell at SalemPhilly.com. M Campbell mm-hmm. at SalemPhilly.com. That's how you reach Mary on yeah. matters of sales. And if you're interested in advertising yeah. the radio station, I should say to you because I want to talk National Day of Prayer okay. and definitely about life to learn a lot from you. But just to paint the visual, because they say radio is theater of the mind. Yes. So if I was painting a picture so people understand how well-dressed you are, <laughs> not just today, but every day. And I, I think you, I mean, you must believe it matters because that's how you dress every day. This, this is not like a, oh, it's a holidays. I think it'll snazz up a bit. So no. what goes into your thinking about how you present yourself? Well, it was, it's, of course, it was my training, my mom. And she always thought that we had to represent ourselves or whatever. But I'm an ambassador from the station, first of all, from the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I take the scripture to be ready at all times, you know, what uh, Paul taught Timothy. And it wasn't just to have the word, but, you know, you need to look the part. And I believe that uh, people's behavior is different Hmm. when they're dressed. And, yes. Mm-hmm. So, have you always been that most yeah, of your life? All, all my life, all my life. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it comes across, and people when they see you, they, they I mean, they can feel it. I know I do. <laughs> you see, there's you look like you're ready for the day. You're, yes. You're not, yes. Not slugging yes. through, and no. even if you feel that way or and, tired. And then when I go to to visit uh, an account or a prospect, yes. uh, they know I'm not there for a visit. They know I'm there to do business. You know what? That's a great point. Like, I'm not here to, let's not waste each other's time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. That's great. Mary Campbell with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Mary's a longtime veteran with the radio station, as well as our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. She is a senior media strategist, wears a lot of other hats as well, which we'll get into during our program today. Very special lady. Glad to share with you today on AM 560, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, listen to The Tim DeMoss Show. Very glad to have in studio our own Mary Campbell, senior media strategist with WFIL and our sister station in Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, but she does a whole lot more than just that. Uh, one of many hats you wear that's very important, the National Day of Prayer. Mm-hmm. Thursday, May 4th. Uh, share your heart on that and nationaldayofprayer.org for more info in general for people. Well, I just wanted to segue from uh, 
it seems like uh, some people will say you're in the same position at the radio station that you started almost in the same department, marketing and, and sales and marketing. And when I had asked the Lord about trying to move up in the company, and he just gave me a slap on the hand and said, no, you're where I need you because uh, I don't want you to be in management because that was before he had given me the ministry of the National Day of Prayer. Hmm. So once I got that, I could understand that one would help the other. The radio would help the ministry of the National Day of Prayer and vice versa. And uh, so I'm here and I'm satisfied and uh, and I'm free because I'm not in management where uh, they control your time and where you should be and what you should do and yeah. what you can and cannot do. And uh, when one of the owners came to take over – WCCD, uh, he said, uh, I could pray anytime I wanted to, but management was not allowed to lead in prayer, but because I wasn't, right. I could pray. And I think to clarify that also, for, for maybe for obvious reasons, yeah. running the whole place, otherwise you feel intimidated. Like, But in general, Salem, our parent, our parent company is publicly traded. It's something where you don't have to be a Christian to work at this station. Oh, no. no right? No. So along those lines, it's we have to person, if they want to work here, has to say understand what they're getting into. Right. So an interview might be like, would you feel comfortable knowing that this is the format? Right. And if not, then that's up to you whether you apply or not. All right. But to your point, that's 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 interesting. It gives you the freedom to, to participate that way. Right. And it's been over 70 years now, right, for the National Day of Prayer. Yeah, 72 uh, years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one question, practical question I wanted to ask you was if you could, so people can prepare. I find myself flying by the seat of my pants and I'm trying to not do that anymore. So I'm trying to think ahead, at least be aware, and take some pressure off. Um, the day of itself, there are a lot of ways people could be involved. Right. I'm guessing. So the yeah. obvious is pray for the day or just pray. Right. But what, how can, what can people do to be ready for that day, to prepare for it, and or participate on that day, the 4th of May? Well, our nation needs prayer all the time. And where we say it's a National Day of Prayer, that's when we have the big observance because it's, it is a national holiday. And uh, yes. the president has to give a proclamation that that is a national holiday to, uh, for the National Day of Prayer. But now we're, we're promoting that it's a discipline, that we need to be praying for our country every day. And need to be prepared. But I would say coming up to the National Day of Prayer, just like we do before Advent or before Lent, and when we are praying into uh, that holiday, uh, that that's what we need to do. Think about it. Uh, we do a Bible reading marathon started the Sunday before the National Day of Prayer where we are out in the atmosphere reading the word into the atmosphere. Mm. And we do a a marathon sometimes if we're doing it uh, 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 in one book, in one Bible, it takes 80 hours. We're there till Thursday morning. Wow. If we do two podiums, we're there, you know. And where does that take place? We usually have it – City Hall, and we've done it right across the street from City Hall at the clothespin, and now we're taking it into the neighborhood. Last year, we were in Frankfurt, 
area. So could someone come listen to that? Or they, walk, oh, they come and be a part. Be part. Actually, uh-huh. do a little reading. Even. Yes, yes. Yeah, we okay. they read uh, from their own translation. Okay. Whether it's French or German or Japanese or whatever. Wow. And uh, then uh, usually you read for at least 15 minutes. Yeah. And uh, it's a schedule that they go by. And if you can read longer, you can. It depends on how many is uh, in line to read. Okay. So you're not necessarily signing up. You're just coming. Well, you can call uh, the person. I'll be there? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you have to roll with it in case yeah. someone doesn't show up or whatever. Right. Happens, right. That's right. That's fascinating. Now, is that available through the National Day of Prayer website? To find uh, out more about it? Or? Well, I don't think it's on there yet, but okay. uh, usually it, we do put that on as well so, for people. So we get prepared for that, you know. That's uh, really good. Yeah. Well, and I was going to ask you, too, um, and uh, again, you're just tuning in. Mary Campbell is with us. She's a senior media strategist with our radio stations, WFIL, and our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, but also does a lot of other things, including been involved with National Day of Prayer for a long time. Yes. Uh, Thursday, May 4th is the day for that, uh, officially as far as the, the holiday, nationaldayofprayer.org for info. Uh, and so if you can pray, you can attend a gathering. Yes. Uh, right? There's, so if somebody wants to find out a place where there is some sort of gathering, yep. they can do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there's also volunteering, I'm guessing, yes. that people could do. Yeah, to flip it over. Over here? Mm-hmm. Okay. We just had a training for uh, oh, new, wow. new coordinators. We we usually have the training the first Saturday in March. Okay. And uh, we have a national, uh, uh, we have a, a state coordinator who covers the whole state, and he comes and he lives in the air, in the Erie area. Okay. And he comes and brings a message and, and encourages the people and that's when we have new people that want to be a part of a, the National Day of Prayer okay. in whatever way they want to. Now, if someone missed that, is there any way to still be involved, like if, to support the National Day of Prayer yeah. organizationally? Is there a volunteer, even volunteer opportunities? Yeah, there, 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 there are volunteer opportunities. And right now I have an ad running on the stream. It'll be running all this month. Okay. And uh, But people can – they we don't tell them what to do and how to do it. See, when you asked, what can, what can you do? We've had some prayer groups that began with two people hmm. where uh, people just get were getting together to have a cup of tea together. And uh, then it grew from that and grew into that and into the church where it actually, they ended up having to hire someone to be a prayer pastor. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they can start in their homes. They can gather together. They can be uh, at a church. They could be at work, and they could take time. Some people, they take a few minutes. We take hours because we we build a stage and do the whole th- nine yards. That uh, We believe that it's unified public prayer. We know people are praying inside, but we want to take it to the street, out of the seat, into the street. <laughs> they like that, out of the yeah. seat, into the street. No, that's yeah. good. But either, So if someone is just saying, this all sounds good, I want to pray for our country. Yeah. If they're, if, but they're like, I, uh, so they're free to maybe even, as you say, something develops. They're praying from now and something develops. Right. Or they may just say, 
I have an hour on my lunch break and I go somewhere and yes. show that public support. Right. That's is, those opportunities would be on the yep, site. Yep. That on, on on every one of the observance that's going on. Of course, you're welcome to come. You probably would not be able to be on the program. Uh, sure. Designated, you know, where people have certain topics to pray for, but they pray along with them. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's great. I say, come see before you be. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I'm just thinking. I, I know, and I know there's some people like I don't want to get on any stage. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. What I, I want to have a show of support. Yeah. And then you see other people. What do you see when you, you're at these events? Because I'm sure you see. It's one thing to hear about it, talk about it, mm-hmm. even read on the website, but it's nothing to be physically present with other believers in the midst of the world, right? You're, I mean, you're, yeah. people are walking by while yep. you're praying. Oh, it's it's a many, many. At this time of year, uh, the political scene is going on. People are getting ready to vote. Yes. And uh, But there are where we are at Sixth and Market at the Independence Visitor Center, there are busloads of people, hundreds of people are coming and they wonder what's going on and they're looking around and they some stop and pray. But we when the people gather, we ask them to come. We're there from 10 to 2. And uh, from 10 o'clock to 11, we have praise and worship because I believe that the people have to come and I want the, them to have everything broken off of them. So when they're ready to walk on that stage to pray, that's what they're there for. They're not thinking about the plumbing is broke or they got to cook <laughs> dinner or they got to pick up the kids from school or they got to do this or they the the that praise and worship gets them in the place that they are ready to do battle. That's why it's called liberty prayer alert. We want to be alert. And at 11 o'clock, we start to pray. Nobody's announced. Everybody is follows up one from a, another. The, the mic is not left uncovered. When they're walking on one, one set of stairs and they're walking off the, another. And we have some, uh, we have from Christian schools, the due to colors, and we have uh, people from uh, daycare children up to people 90 years that. old. Oh, I love that. We on purpose try to have every persuasion, you know, uh, sure. of people on the program. We invite the police. We have a presence with from our police, from our fire, from our uh, school board, uh, that they come there and we pray for them and let them know that we're not just praying today. We pray for yeah. you every day. We yeah. include you in our prayers daily. Mary Campbell's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. She is senior media strategist with WFIL and our sister station in Philadelphia's AM 990. The answer, 35 years now and going into year 36. If you actually would like to get in touch with her, uh, she, her number is 215-280-2954. Okay, and that's about, uh, it could be sales, but if they're hearing about even the National Day of Prayer, I guess they could text you or ask you how, how to be involved. Uh, M. Campbell at SalemPhilly.com is her email address. National Day of Prayer itself, Thursday, May 4th, NationalDayOfPrayer.org for info. Pray. You can volunteer. You can attend a gathering. You can, as you're mentioning there also, though, you started to say it a while ago, it's not just Thursday, May 4th, of course. No. It's prepping yourself. It's the after effects as well. It's year-round. Right. Things like this, anyway, take Take the whole year, yeah, right. But but you're talking about really the 
if you had to have uh, what are your hopes for you can't put an event on every single day like this as no. far as whatever but what are your hopes for for that day but in general what the national day of prayer does whether people come to the one you're talking about or a different location or something like that or or can't go anywhere but they're just praying in their homes like personally speaking spiritually speaking would what would your hopes be for you know body the body of christ in the country yes the unity in the body of christ that's what we pray for most of all, because we found that in doing our mapping that uh, the greatest stronghold we have here in this region is independence. And uh, everybody want to be off here doing their thing and taking care of their own little empire and their own church or our own paraministry or their business or whatever. And we want to bring people together because we believe that the Lord... He believes in fellowship. And I was just talking to my secretary downstairs, and I was telling her that it's a shame how man perpetrates so many atrocities on each other, where we look at the trees, they're all different kinds, and they're in the forest together. We can look at a kennel, and we'll see all colors and kinds and sizes of dogs, and they're playing together. And we can see even animals and fishes and birds and everything else. They are all together except man. We think if the person doesn't look like me, think like me, act like me, and that some go to the extreme of having a religious war. It used to break my heart when I would see the Irish and the, and the, and the English were fighting for so many years and killing each other. And now I'm looking at Russia and Ukraine. They're the same people. But they're, they, yeah. can't, they can't get along, let alone what's going on in here in this country. You know, with the black and the white and the Japanese and the Chinese and, and the Jews. And it's more anti-Semitism now than ever was, they said. Hmm. So... We need to have unity. We need to love one another. And the people who are out there praying together, when they see that picture, uh, it, it, it actually was William Penn's dream that the people would be together. So that's what we try to do, to make sure on purpose that all different kinds of people, not interdenominational, but interfaith. Right. Not interfaith, but interdenominational. Right. So we have all kinds of people there, and they're praying, and it's serious. I tell them we want to have a old-fashioned prayer meeting. This is not a show, you know, your name is not called. We're not introducing you. You're going to get up and pray to the Lord. He hears you because we want the prayers to be answered. Yeah, We're not just there. Not just there to do a thing. Yeah. That's good. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. Mary Campbell's with us. Mary brightens our our uh, property here every week, and she's on uh, she's in the building, but she's also out of the building, like a good salesperson would, meeting with clients and meeting yeah. people in the street, but also here. And she's a senior media strategist, 35 years uh, here with WFIL, our sister station, uh, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, which used to be WZZD, Philadelphia's Light, it was, it was called back in the day. Yeah. And so you were there, and then our parent company, Salem, came along and uh, and purchased WFIL, and we've been doing broadcasts since our 30th year. Uh, they, I think it was November of 93 when they signed papers, and we got right. going soon after. Mm-hmm. So it's, anyway, 29, 30 years, and you spent all that time doing uh, various related sales and 
uh, whether it's ministries that are on the air or individual yeah. clients, National Day of Prayer. Do you have an official title for National Day of Prayer? Yeah, I'm a coordinator for Eastern Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's been for a while, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. This will be uh, our 31st year, 32nd year. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. We've completed it. It's on that on the when sheet. you switched out. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got this yeah, right there. fancy schmancy thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be sure to continue the conversation about the National Day of Prayer as it gets closer. Quick break. More to come. Very special segment. Want to still talk about your life growing up and some things you shared in our department head conference room meeting area the other day that uh, the head of our company was very moved by as the rest of us were. That's coming up next. Mary Campbell joining us today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, joined by Mary Campbell, who works at the radio station and has done so faithfully for over three decades She's senior media strategist, so she does sales and all kinds of different ways to help you grow your business. She also has been with the National Day of Prayer for a long time, and that's coming up the 4th of May, nationaldayofprayer.org for info there, and uh, has also shared her life and love of the Lord with the radio station staff here, among others, over the course of those last 35 years. The other day, the... uh, the grand poobah of our company, Dave Santrella, was in. Yes. And he's been with the company for a lot of years. But he presented you with an award, mm-hmm. 35 years of service. Right. And we were on the conference room. Yeah. We see Dave every two or three years. You know, he's, yes. he's visiting. We have 100 stations or more <laughs> in the country. He's just going all over the country. So we were glad to have him for a day or so or half a day. But he took time specifically to get next to you with a photo with the certificate and then kind of gave you the floor. Right. So you spoke that day, though, about a lot of things, including growing up and some very meaningful things. So I want to shut up and give you the keep the microphone going with you sharing about whatever you'd like to share. If you remember from that day, things about growing up, some of the hard stuff you went through, your your testimony, all that. Well, he wanted to hear what I had I had spoken about when I spoke to uh, the Temple Dental uh, School of about 100 uh, students. And I thought it was strange when I had been asked to speak there on Martin Luther King's Day. Okay. And the reason they asked me was they wanted to see how his uh, movement had influenced my life. Uh, Inasmuch as I'm 92 years old, and I was born in Alabama, where there was much segregation, much separatism, much uh, all kinds of abuse and things that went on. And then uh, I told them that I didn't come from a wealthy family, you know, where people had, you know, advantages and all that. My father uh, had a good job, but he was a gambler. And uh, so a lot of times when my mom was waiting for him to come home with the money, he would come home, but it wasn't there. So she worked and made sure that we had everything, and most of all, that we had manners and that we had uh, we we got we learned how to work. I think I got my first little job when I was eight years old. Doing what? Uh, I was helping. Yep yeah, i i I went to um, 
uh, Roman Catholic school. Yeah. And uh, and walking home, which was only three blocks away, and uh, I'll tell you the story of why I went there. Uh, a lady who had a beauty shop would see me every day as I was walking home, and she says, "You look like a nice little girl." She said. Uh, would you talk to your mom and see if uh, if you could help me out here in the shop? And I said, well, what would I be doing? And she said, oh, you'll probably be mopping the floor and all. I believe she really just wanted to help us. Hmm. You know, there are some good people in the world. I don't care what color they are, yeah. you know. And uh, so I got that job. But um, during the time that I came along, I was already in Philadelphia when um, – Martin Luther King's movement started. Okay. So the things that needed to have been changed before then was the fact that when I became five years old, in order for me to go to kindergarten, I would have to walk five miles each way because there were we were not we couldn't ride the bus. Mm. You know, you hear about uh, Rosa Parks. Yeah. That she could sit in the back of the bus, we couldn't ride the bus at all. And if we were walking on walking down the street, and if white people were coming, uh, we would have to get off the sidewalk and walk over on a, in the street or on the, on the grass and let them let them have everything. And uh, you just got used to it, you know. How did you learn that? I mean, have it. Was that was that taught to you? Like pulled aside, Mary. You're going to yeah. need to do these things. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, so, but it was a way of life there. And of course, we had outhouses. And I said we lived in a little shotgun house. It wasn't even a street. It was an alley. That's where I lived. It was called Hargrove Alley. And uh, I never missed any meals. I never had a room of my own. I never had anything like that. But uh, I, we were, we were people who um, who cared about ourselves. My mom told me that uh, when I came home one day and said that uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And I said I can't do it. And she says, "Where did you get that from?" And I said, "What? Get what?" She said, "Can't." You're telling me what you can't do? She says, you don't know anything about him. I buried him before you were born. Wow. So I, I never uh, made excuses. My mom didn't accept excuses. Yeah. Uh, and she told me that uh, we lived by the scripture because her father was a pastor. Her father was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason I went to the Roman Catholic school was because the public school that I had to go to was so far. So the Catholic school was three blocks away, and we had three grades in one room. And we all learned. As a matter of fact, I was on the high honors all the time. Wow. I had I had a, a high IQ. I didn't realize that until one of the teachers told me, you know. Yeah. But in the meantime, I know that anything I put my – mine too i could do you know this is in alabama too. yeah how, how long were you there too? uh i was there uh well i want to tell you the story about when i was eight years old and i saw this image it was a man and we were playing outside of a hills brother grocery store okay and uh this man came up he was huge and he asked us where do you children live and every, all the children gave their address except me. 
And I said, I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, I ran home to tell my mom because I didn't know where that came from. Where did that come from out of my mouth? How old were you? Eight. And I thought... In so, Alabama? Yeah, in Alabama. And uh, so I went home and I told my mom, and I said, Mom, I didn't lie. I don't know where the words came from. I opened my mouth, and there they were, and it was true. And she said, don't worry about it. She said, we'll just keep that in our heart. We'll remember that. Hmm. And so from that time on till I got to Philadelphia in 1952, that was something that I knew that eventually I would end up there and my destiny would be in Philadelphia. Wow. That's an that's really amazing. If you just tune in, Mary Campbell is our guest today. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. She's senior media strategist with the radio station, 92 years young, uh, has been with the stations for 35 years, going on to 36, uh, involved with the National Day of Prayer. And also, we we're just talking here a little bit about how the president of our company, Dave Santrella, I hope that's the right title because he's... He's at the top the of the CEO. CEO now, right? Yeah. Uh, right. He was president. Now he's CEO a year ago or so. Um, was here on the property not long ago and gave you this 35-year certificate. Mm-hmm. And you were just sharing some of these things. Right. Uh, there's so many other things, too, just about life, the life you've lived. But continue on if you want. I just wanted to you know, let people know if they're just tuning in. Um, yeah. So I shared with them, you know, uh, how Martin Luther King's uh, – had influenced my life. Yeah. And so I was glad to see some of the things that he fought for. And I was sharing with him that you have to have stickability. When if you have accepted something uh, that the Lord has given you, you know, you want to you wanna do it. You don't want to quit. Uh, don't give up. Just press on. And he, he went on until death. And I shared with him how the one speech that I liked the most was the one, well, it was two, one that where he taught you if you were just a, a street sweeper, whatever you did, do the best job possible, better than anybody else, but yeah. the very best. And the other was uh, when uh, at the Memphis uh, meeting uh, at the town where he was uh, slain uh, that night, he spoke to those people, and he told them that, uh, you know, longevity is something that, you know, it's good. But if your time is up, then accept that too, because God has brought you here for a purpose. And he said, I have been, I've looked into the mountain, and I've seen the promised land. And he wasn't worried about anything now. I actually read that speech for them hmm. at Temple and let them know that he wasn't worried about anything. But he believed that as a people, we would get to the promised land. And that was something that I held on to all the time, and I still do. I believe we're going to get to the promised land. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's great. That's great stuff. Wow. I mean, you know, you should have either your own show <laughs> or like at least a weekly feature or a monthly, some kind of a something. Well, you, you, know? you said that about five years ago I when did. you first came back. Ma- yeah. mu- musings with Mary or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's Mary thinking about this week or this month or something? So yeah. 
Well, you know, you're you're welcome to jump in here anytime uh, on different topics, uh, but life and wisdom about life too. I, yeah. Did you? When did you get really on track with the Lord? You said you were kind of had an upbringing because of your your grandfather, yeah. but well, I I I I in the Catholic when I went to the Catholic Church, uh, Catholic school. Of course, we had to go to mass and all, and uh, yeah. but that was when I really fell in love with Jesus, hmm. and I think it was because of my father's action. Now, my father, I had a good relationship with him. We went, we took walks together, we did all kinds of things. So it wasn't anything that he did to me. I just asked my mom once I got grown, how could you put up with him, you know, spending the money like he did in gambling? Yeah. But as far as the relationships with us, you know, it was great. So it was easy for me to accept the Lord. Okay. However, now I'm glad this is something that they do no longer because in the Baptist church that my family belonged to, you had to be of age of accountability, which meant you had to be at least 12 years old before you could even sit on what they call the mourner's bench to even uh, to try to... Uh, be accepted by the Lord or to be... Wow. Yeah. So today, can you imagine right. waiting till someone gets to be 12 years no. old with everything that's going on? <laughs> Not at so all. I told my uncle, who's, who's, a, who's a pastor, I said, I sure hope you guys have changed that because at five years old, they can tell you some stuff that I never heard of when I was 25. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Mary, how can people pray for you? Well, at this stage... I would say I ask people to pray that I would uh, stay faithful t- to the calling, mm. and uh, I want to be able to fulfill my destiny. I don't want to leave this earth with the sweetest music never been played. So whatever God calls me to do, and I seek his face every morning and ask him, here's my appointment book. This is what I have planned, but if it's not what you have planned, change it. And if I don't want to change it, change my wanter. So I want to be in his perfect will at all time hmm. from now on. I'm not trying to get things or positions or, you know, anything like that. I was delivered from those things. Hmm. So I just want to do what he's called me to do. And I want to leave a legacy. I want to be an example for people to let them know that he's a good, good father. So when they see me, they see what I drive. They see how I look. They see what I stand for. They see how uh, I'm able to give because I'm still working. I'm not working for myself. But I can give into all those uh, charities that you have on the radio, you know, and different other ministries. Yes. And I'm blessed. I feel I'm blessed and highly favored because in all the years that I've prayed all over, and I've prayed all over the country because we go at different places to have our summits, uh, that God has answered so many of our prayers, and I've, and I've lived to see them. A lot of people pray, and they, have, they don't see the manifestations of them. Yeah. But I've been blessed to see him answer some of the prayers and change conditions. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel good. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Mary, thank you for 
for coming in. And yes. uh, and yeah, let's maybe we can have like, you know, every once in a while, just pop up if you have something on your mind. Okay, I've had this. Uh, I had this. Uh, I forget who I was talking to. Bishop Lambert was in the other day. Yes, same thing. Like yeah. when Joe Foch was in, I said the same thing. Like your pastors, your, your mind's got to be racing all the they time with two, stuff. They're two of my favorites. Well, I'm just think like if you just call me up and we'll, we'll ha- call on the phone. You don't have to come in. You know, yes. let's use the uh, the airtime to. Let you do their book. Okay, all right, okay. And Gary Cobb said that the other day too. Like he's been a great guest on the show every now and yes, again. Yes. Same thing. I'm like, dude, just call in. You know. So. Okay. Uh, but same for you. Uh, we'd love to learn from you and, and have wisdom. You know. Yeah. Bless the listeners that way. So. I'll tell you, it's thank, great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Mary right. Campbell, senior media strategist with our stations here on uh, WFIL as well as our sister station, Philadelphia's AM nine ninety. The answer. Thank you for tuning in today. The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.